You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, this is the crossover event of the week. You know it's Thursday, so you know it's Crossover Thursday, presented by Prize Picks. And today, we have me, Daniel Wade, from Locked On Chargers, here with your boy Q, as always, from Locked On Raiders. And it's a big one. Maybe not the same as the last time these two teams met up for the last game of the season, right? It's not Week 17 win and get in for both teams. But there are still a lot of, you know, stakes on this one for both teams. And we're going to get into the biggest stories of the game. We're going to talk about the biggest matchups for me. I want to see if Sante Samuel Jr. has leveled up since the last time he tried to take on Devontae Adams and got torched in the first matchup. And we'll also talk about the biggest things that are going to decide this game and also just get into why this game is important for both teams still at this point late in the season. But today's episode of the crossover episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is so much fun and easy to play. There's no competing with other players, just you versus the Price Picks projections. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds. It's that easy. We love Price Picks, and we know that you guys will love Price Picks too. They're doing daily fantasy sports different. So make sure you guys check them out because you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code Locked on. Cute. We got a big one coming up this weekend. And of course, the Raiders couldn't just go away. That's the first thing I said to you. You guys couldn't just died off kind of like the Broncos did. Like, you're getting hot. Two overtime wins in a row just as you, you know, are ready to face the Chargers. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been uh, it's been fun, man. I mean, it's been a weird roller coaster type season. You know, the expectations for the Raiders going in similar to the Chargers were sky high and the Broncos as well. And it really hasn't played out that way. The Chiefs have been the Chiefs and everyone else has been everyone else. And so uh, the Raiders look like they were kind of left for dead. And all of a sudden they rattled off a couple overtime victories and provided a little bit of juice, man. And that's what I'm, I'm really focused in on. They provided some juice to the fan base, a fan base that's been starving for a team to be a consistent winner for the longest. It's been 20 years. You know, I mean, they went to the playoffs 20 years ago. They went to the playoffs in 2016, 2021. But, I mean, it's been so many, you know, so many years in between. and so Empty crazy. years, yeah. Man, it's been so much. So the fan base really just wants to see this thing come together. And, you know, with a couple wins in a row, not saying that that has cured all, but it's made the fan base feel a little bit better. So it's interesting to see how they finish off the rest of the season, man. And, of course, the Chargers are up next. And we all remember that, uh, you know, that final game of the season in 2021. It won't be like that this week, but at least it'll be a lot of fun at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, I mean, it definitely might go to overtime. I mean, the Raiders have been doing it. That's what they did the last time in that, you know, week 18 matchup last season and that was absolutely nuts and I want to get into the biggest storylines for the Chargers in this game first and for me it's pretty simple I I mean it's just can the Chargers offensive line hold up well enough for the offense to execute right And, and that's going to be such a huge story for this team this week I mean the Chargers are banged up their injury report is riddled with guys and super important players on there. But the offensive line is definitely getting hit the hardest, and it's also an offensive line that's given up 38 pressures over the last two weeks, 19 in each game. Now enter Max Crosby. Now enter Chandler Jones coming off his highest pressure game. They have two important guys on the injury report this week. I mean, we know Rashawn Slater's been out the whole season. That's been really tough for them. Jamari Sawyer's filled in admirably. They're all pro center. The only consistently good player on that offensive line, Corey Lindsley, is still in concussion protocol, according to Brandon Staley, which he said Wednesday. Their right tackle, a.k.a. the guy going up against Max Crosby the most, 
He's injured as well, has been trying to fight through an MCL injury and had to leave the last game, came back, but he's been a diminished version of himself even when he has been in there. And the Chargers, even with those pressures, have still scored 26 points a game over the last two games, which considering those circumstances, you feel okay about. But that is what, to me, is going to be the most important thing for them this week because if you just let Max Crosby take over this game, if you get into a bunch of obvious passing down situations, like even a Raiders defense that's given up some points with those guys in particular, they're going to eat. Yeah, no, they re- they really will. And so that's going to be very interesting to see if, uh, you know, what the health situation looks like and also, you know, how Max Crosby does. And Chandler Jones, I mean, the name is great, but the, the game has not been great this season for the Raiders at all. He's got half a sack. And, I mean, he's done yeah. better as of late as far as, you know, helping get pressure and, 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 you know, everything doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. But he's been disappointed as a free agent pickup. But Max Crosby's been fantastic and then some. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Max is going to be able to continue to do what he does. I mean, I think that that's probably going to be one of the biggest storylines for the silver and black as well is defensively because Justin Herbert is so stinking good and even though uh, you know the wide receivers are banged up and I guess injuries are kind of the story of the Chargers lives I mean it just feels like it's like that every single year I know it's a little bit better last year but it seems like they're always riddled with injuries you know the defense has got to make plays they were able to make some plays against Seattle when they needed them the most can they continue to do that you know the middle of the field it seems to be open all the time in that Raiders defense Justin Herbert will pick that apart, right? I mean, yeah. the, the the tight end, uh, he'll pick that apart. Uh, Everett will pick that apart if uh, if if the Raiders leave that wide open. And so I just kind of really want to see uh, is the you know is the Raiders defense starting to take the next step where they're starting to figure out what Patrick Graham wants them to do because early in the season uh, and the Raiders played the Chargers week one for anyone who doesn't remember. I mean, you know, the Chargers pretty much were able to do what they needed to do offensively in the defense or the the offense for the Raiders were able to kind of help themselves get back into the game they ultimately lost but the defense wasn't very good at all how much better are they now right I mean so that's really going to be one of the biggest storylines can they get Justin Herbert off the field can they slow down Austin Eckler can they slow down Everett can they slow down you know Palmer I mean there's there's guys out there that I'm very interested to see how the Raiders match up the second time around yeah, and I mean, the thing is, the first time, too, I'm the Chargers offense functioned, but it also had Mike Williams, right? And Keenan Allen for at least a half in that game. It also had Rashawn Slater in that game. It also had Corey Lindsley in that game. So, like, and that's not to make any excuses, right? Because I'm sure the Raiders would love to have Darren Waller right now. I'm sure that the Raiders would love to have Hunter Renfro right now. Like, that's a huge, you know, decimation of a really good trio of guys. I mean, one of the top offensive weapon trios in the league going into this year, for sure. You're missing two-thirds of that. So it's not as if, you know, both teams are entering this game a lot differently than the first time. But for the Chargers, you're finally getting to have some respect, or I think they're probably gaining respect from their trio of wide receivers because it's turned into a nice little thing between Keenan Allen being back, which is just absolutely monumental for this team. I mean, the minute he hit the field back fully healthy, it was like a light switch turned on for the Chargers offense, which is great. Josh Palmer has really emerged like two, three, 200 yard games in his last four games as a third round pick in 2021. That's been big. And DeAndre Carter's kind of been the glue that's really held this wide receiver core together. Then again, <laughs> if your offensive line can't hold up, it's going to really change how everything goes. Because if last week what happened is the offensive line gave up 19 pressures, obviously that's terrible. They tried to turn to the screen game and their screen game is just bad. I mean, they did pull a good one at the very end of the game on third and seven. Nobody saw that one coming. But the offensive linemen aren't connecting in space when they do get out there. And then just the chemistry of the offensive line late in that game last week, they had a a straight-up A-gap blitz up the middle by Isaiah Simmons, and it just totally nukes a drive, a field goal drive that you end up taking a sack. You lose points on that. It didn't end up costing him, but for the Chargers, it just feels like 
these things are going to end up costing you, right? Like giving up that much pressure is going to end up costing you. When you have all these tight games, it's going to end up costing you. And this is a one point game, according to Bet Online. <laughs> like this is going wow. to be as tight as it gets. So it is going to be interesting to see this time around can these two teams, with who they have left, make it work? And for the Chargers, I mean, it's just a, a laundry list of dudes. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And, you know, another storyline that I'm looking forward to as well, and this is not a disrespect at all to Brandon Staley, the head coach, but we know that he's prone to make some kind of decisions that might make you scratch your head every once in a while. If he does, and I'm not saying he's going to, but if he does do this on Sunday, can the Raiders take advantage of it, right? If he decides right. to roll the dice on fourth and short in his own territory, can the Raiders stop him? If they do stop him, can they score, right? I mean, it's just yeah. if, if you have decisions like that where sometimes it works out really well for the team and sometimes it doesn't. And if the if, if he makes decisions and it doesn't work out well, how do the Raiders, you know, how, what's their next chess match? Can they take advantage of it? I think it's something that's very important. And, you know, I mean, just like going back to a week ago when the Chargers decided to, you know, go for two uh, to try to beat the Cardinals, the Cardinals couldn't stop that, right? So if you can stop that, you win the game. If you don't stop that, you lose. Well, the Cardinals lost. So if that situation arises again, can the Raiders take advantage? Can they say, okay, yeah. we're going to make a, a stop? Those are the kind of chess match matches. And like I said, little storylines for this game that I think make it that much more intriguing. 100% agree with that. Just because, too, I mean, last week you go for two with 15 seconds left and it wins you the game, right? So it paid off there. Earlier yep. they had a chance where the analytics said to go for it. He punts it. The Chargers defense holds a three and out. And defensively, kind of like the Raiders, right? They're trying to see if they can find something from this three straight three and outs and not giving up anything on the last drive to the Cardinals last week. Can you find anything from that that is tangible that you can take away and then you hope that you can really stop right. the run, right, going forward or doing something like that? Because the biggest thing for this game, too, that we haven't talked about is obviously the health of Josh Jacobs. And Josh yeah. Jacobs, as a matchup, going up against this Chargers run defense, there's literally not a better matchup for him if he can play in the league. And unfortunately, I don't even know if he needs to be out there for the Raiders to have a good day on the ground against this Chargers defense. So we're going to get into the biggest matchups from this game because there are some big ones. I also want to see if Asante Samuel Jr. can test himself and see where he's at now against Devontae Adams this time around. So we're going to get into those big matchups coming up right after this. But this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Block Forever now wherever you get your podcast because Block Forever is a new, brand new podcast. Former All-Pro Ryan Khalil getting into all of the biggest storylines that you don't get just from a lot of football podcasts because he's talking to the big players and what goes on behind the scenes. You can hear Christian McCaffrey talk about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football. Obviously, he's a guy who goes, you know, number one in fantasy every year, but is on and off of the field. You can also hear him talk about to players like Juju Smith-Schuster and give his honest opinions on other players at other positions around the league, something a lot of players are really reluctant to do for obvious reasons, right? At least, you know, our teams don't have our quarterbacks like Kyler Murray just kind of going off on their head coach. So we don't have to deal about that. But those are the kind of stories you get from Ryan Khalil on the new Block Forever podcast. Make sure you guys check it out. It'll be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. Ryan and his guests discuss topics like player psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and so much more. And it's available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcast from. Catch a full Block Forever series anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. All right, Q, well, I want to get into the biggest matchups, and I already kind of mentioned a few of mine, but when you're looking at this one where, I mean, the Chargers have a lot of weaknesses, the Raiders have some weaknesses too, but what are the big-time matchups, you know, player-to-player player or just, you know, player-against-position group that you're going to be looking at in this one? 
Well, there's two of them that stand out to me, and uh, one's Devontae Adams. We know he had a big game week one against the Chargers, but he also had Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro out there. This time sure. he doesn't. So I want to see how the Chargers match up with Devontae, how they try to slow him down this time. And, you know, does a guy like Derwin James take him out? Does Asante Samuel try to take him out? Does a collaboration of both of them try to take them out? Because lately it's been the Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams show. Right. With no Waller, no Renfro. You know, there's really not any co- contribution from anyone else. I know Matt Collins has contributed a little bit. Keelan Cole has contributed a little bit here and there, but it's nothing, you know, substantial. It's really right. been the Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams show. And I do expect that to be the same thing on Sunday. So I just want to see now that Derek doesn't have all the different weapons. And I'll tell you this I actually think it's kind of a blessing in disguise, as weird as this is going to sound, uh, especially since the team is only four and seven. I feel like you could take this chance now. I mean, earlier in the season when uh, they still felt like like that they had a, a big shot and a big opportunity to really do some big things. You wouldn't want this situation. I think that the Raiders, Joshua Daniels, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams are all learning how this looks with Devontae Adams. Instead yeah. of, okay, you have Devontae, you have Darren, you have Hunter, figure it out, right? Instead, you're just doing like baby steps. Okay, here's Devontae Adams. He's the alpha dog. Here's Derek Carr. They're going to build this relationship. They're going to see how this offense looks with Devontae. And oh, by the way, Josh Jacobs, who's dominant. All right, and now Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro come back. Now you could just kind of, you know, blend those two guys into what is already established. I think yeah. that that's the easier way to go. And again, if they weren't four and seven, I wouldn't say that because you'd want to have all the weapons out there. But I do sure. think that in the long run, this actually might work out better for them where they can learn how everybody really works in this system and this offense, uh, especially focus around Devontae Adams. So I want to see Devontae Derwin, Asante Samuel, whatever the case may be, what that looks like. That's one of my big time matchups. And then, I mean, the obvious one is Josh Jacobs. And I guess it's a storyline as well. One, is he healthy enough to play? And two, can the Chargers stop him? I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Can the Chargers stop them? They, they give up 151 yards on the ground per game. So yeah. the, the, the stats tell you no, but that doesn't mean that they can have one big game. So, you know, butter your bread the way you've been buttering your bread. That's Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Those are my two biggest matchups for this game coming up. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you literally have, like, basically my matchups. I mean, that's those are the two biggest things that I think decide this game. I mean, of course, like, yeah, we t- I talked about the offensive line, right? I mean, and Trey Pipkins versus Max Crosby as opposed to Trey Pipkins versus Foster Sayerl, who's an undrafted, or I mean, Max Crosby versus Foster Sayerl, who's yeah. an undrafted free agent dude who's played in two NFL games in his career at this point. Like, even though neither one is a good matchup for the Chargers, like, both of those are beneficial to Max Crosby, but you're trying to limit the damage at that point, and Trey Pipkins would be a huge boost in that direction. But not going to lie, I did not know where you were going with that take for a second. I was like, what is he going to say here? As far as, you know, not having those dudes. But I think the other thing, too, that you didn't say right there is just finding out how to use Devontae Adams when everyone knows it's coming. Because that's one of the biggest things that they've been able to do with him is it's like, you think the Broncos didn't know? I mean, it looked like they didn't know, especially at the end of that game, that Devontae Adams is that guy. But, like, every team goes into every week, even with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, right? But there's still those auxiliary options you have to worry about. They've been doing it even though every team knows, okay, we have to do something about Devontae Adams. Make Matt Collins beat you, right? Make Keelan Cole beat you. Like, that's that's been happening, and they've still been able to find a way to produce with Devontae Adams. And he's probably, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because the first matchup, Asante Samuel Jr. got a lot of him. He had that really ugly 41-yard reception allowed that I think Devontae Adams created 27 yards of space on and that one. Talk too. There was some trash talk between those two cats, too. And I loved it, right? I mean, it, and Devontae Adams got the better of that matchup, but 
Asante Samuel Jr. had a nice little pass breakup, right? Had an interception in that game. Like, it was a good thing for a young up-and-coming corner. And, like, if you don't want your cornerbacks to act like that, like, you don't have the right mentality in your cornerbacks, right? right. That's kind of what you got to be out there, especially an undersized dude like Asante Samuel Jr. Has he leveled up, right? Can he do more than he did that first time around because he's going to have another chance? But that's a great point you brought up about Derwin James, too, because now it's probably you're not just going to put Asante out there on an island, right? Obviously, when you have someone that's op- that much better than the other receiving options that they have. Now, instead of being glued to Darren Waller, Derwin James is probably going to get a piece of that. Had a you know interception covering DeAndre Hopkins last week. So now it's kind of maybe a two-man game. Both Asante Samuel Jr. and Derwin James both trying to attack Devontae Adams. Maybe even double-teaming Devontae Adams because I know that's what I would do if I was the Chargers going into this. Right, sure. absolutely. It's it, it should be. I mean, it should be fun, right? It should be a fun chess match. Yeah. Josh McDaniels is a hit is an offensive head coach, offensive minded head coach. Excuse me, Brandon Staley, defensive minded head coach. You know, obviously Khalil Mack and <laughs> and uh, what he brings to the table, going up against the Raiders' offensive line, trying to get after his yeah. buddy Derek Carr. I mean, those are those are good matchups as well. But I don't think it gets any juicier than Devontae Adams and you know the secondary, the Asante Samuel, Derwin James, and yeah. of course Josh Jacobs in the in the defensive line. Uh, the defensive unit really for the Chargers. Can they slow him down? I mean, those those are really the sexiest ones and the juiciest ones as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, for sure. You could go Coolio Mack versus Jermaine Illuminor, right? And, you know, Mack had three sacks in the last matchup, but he had yep. Joey Bosa on the other right. side, right? Which obviously makes a gigantic difference. Now he is going to have like Kyle Van Noy or Chris Rump, which just does not have the same impact, right? <laughs> so right. I think as far as the Josh Jacobs thing goes, <laughs> like I said, I mean, I think it could really be any Raiders running back. Like, I, and to have a good day, right? Like Josh yep. Jacobs has a chance to have a special day against this Chargers defense. As much as I hate to say that, and the craziest part is, is the first game of the season when you did have Joey Bosa, obviously. It's the only team that the Raider, or the Chargers have held to under 93 yards this year on the ground is the Raiders. Oh, wow. wow. They 64. They allowed 64 yards, yeah. Josh Jacobs. But the thing was, is that had a lot to do with game flow. The Chargers got up early, two scores mm-hmm. in that game. And the Raiders have only been able or were only able to hand them the ball 10 times. That's yeah. one of the things I saw when going back through the Raiders right now, Q. Now they're more committed to it. Yep. Right. I mean, it seems like now they're way more committed to Josh Jacobs. Even with the cash strain last week, he gets 33 carries, right? Week right. before that, it's 24. Week before that, it's 21. Three straight weeks with 20 plus carries for Josh Jacobs. I mean, it seems like this team is kind of finding its identity at a terrible time for the Chargers because not only are they going to run him, right? But now they're committed to it and he might, he's going to get 20 plus touches in this game. Yeah, most likely, as long as he's able to go. I mean, look, he's been averaging five yards a carry all season, right? It's just like you mentioned earlier in the season, they weren't giving him the rock like that, you know, and I I don't know. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying about trying to figure out this offense now that there's not so many weapons out there. I don't think that they knew how to use everybody with Devontae, Darren, Hunter, Josh. You know, I don't think that they knew uh, you guys, uh, Amir Abdullah catching passes out of the backfield, Brandon Bolden catching passes out of the backfield, the rookies, Amir White. I, I think that it was so much thrown at them at one time. They were like, damn. What do we do now? Yeah. You know, and so now that it's kind of stripped down to the nuts and bolts, now it's more like, okay, this is how, like I said, the butter, the bread's got to be buttered. And it's been working out really well for Josh Jacobs. He's leading the league in rushing. Uh, and I know he's going to do everything he can to give it a go and and try to, uh, you know, try to continue that streak that he's on and get 100-plus yards. And Devontae Adams is going to keep being Devontae Adams. So I'm, I'm very excited about the the one-two punch between Devontae and Josh, uh, given that he's able to go on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. 
Yeah, and I mean, it would be huge for the Raiders, obviously, and for the Chargers. I mean, it's can you get back to that game script, right? Can you get them out of it? Because the Raiders also had, you know, a few 17-point leads that they've relinquished so far this season, right? And those are obviously perfect opportunities where you can get the running game going and start grinding teams away. They weren't able to do it then. Now, late in the season, as this coaching staff's coming together, it seems like they're finding out, hey, we got a pretty good one-two punch right here with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Maybe let's just focus everything around that out of necessity, but maybe that is not the worst thing, right? To know that you kind of have that in your back pocket. And now you can start sprinkling in some other weapons. Yep. Probably just too late at this point, obviously. But as far as, yep. you know, the next couple of seasons go, like that is going to be huge, especially in how you're going to attack this offseason. The decisions you're going to make around that. But we do have to get into the biggest thing that is going to decide this game. We're also talking about just why this game is important. The Chargers, they're trying to fight for a playoff spot. The Raiders are obviously trying to spoil things once again for the Chargers, which would just suck. But we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and that's BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got everything at BetOnline.net. BetOnline right now, guys, has the Chargers favored by one point on Sunday. Feels about right, Q. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's going to be yeah. a tight game. This is not a good matchup for the Chargers, even though technically, right, they've been the better team. They still have a ton of flaws, and I think that's right about where this game should be. But it's not just that with Bet Online, and that's what I love. I always go with the weird stuff. I go with the props. So not only can you bet on the final score and everything like that, you can bet on if this game's going to go to overtime, right? Which the Raiders have done two weeks in a row. That's cash yeah. for a lot of people for sure. Total field goals, total touchdowns. Whether one of these teams can put up 40 in this game like the Raiders did last week, you can bet on all of that at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like you do with this one, you guys can find those as well at betonline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix at betonline. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. At Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Well, we talked about some of the biggest matchups, and I think those will get, go a long way in deciding this game. And when I'm looking at kind of the overarching theme for this game, and you know what I think is going to eventually decide it, my mind goes a couple of places. But thank you guys again for checking out this Prize Picks crossover Thursday episode. Make sure you're finding the Locked On Chargers and Locked On Raiders podcast wherever you get your podcast from for free, available every day on all platforms. Q, I think for me, if the story of this game is Max Crosby and Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. the Chargers are not going to win, right? And I think for okay. them specifically, obviously, Devontae Adams is great. He's not what the Chargers' biggest weakness has been this year, right? It, it's protecting Justin Herbert, not letting him get pressured, and not being able to stop the run. Because we talked about the rushing yards, right? Yeah, the Chargers give up 150-plus a game. That in a vacuum isn't always necessarily telling the full story. But then right. when, when you add in the fact that they're also giving on a per carry basis the most up to running backs and just to other teams in general. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much tells the whole story because the Chargers are just really bad. They cannot get anything going in the running game. James Conner last week was averaging 3.7 yards per carry going to that game. He went 25 for a buck 20. Like that, this is the get right team, and the Raiders don't need any help getting right. If they can make the story of this game, you know, about Justin Herbert being a, a god, right, as opposed to Max Crosby just totally destroying things for the Chargers offense and Josh Jacobs running all over them. I mean, I think they have a good chance to win. 
No, I'll tell you, it's going to be interesting, man. It really will. You know, Justin Herbert, we saw what he did last time he was in Allegiant Stadium, that Week 18 game in 2021. I mean, it was just phenomenal. Uh, the dude is incredible. And so, of course, you know that he's always going to be a dangerous weapon. So, uh, for the Raiders, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, you know, Bilal Nichols, Andrew Billings, all those cats. You know, Jerry uh, Tillery, a guy, a former Charger that is now part of the, the Raiders organization, getting a little bit of burn the last couple games with the silver and black. They're going to have to harass uh, Justin Herbert. They're going to have to make his his life difficult for him. And, and I'll say this, man, as far as, you know, the game flow for the Raiders goes, it, it goes through number 28. I mean, it really does. And, and you know, the the really the run game in, in general, if the Raiders can get up there around 130, 140 yards, and I'm not saying it all has to necessarily be just Josh Jacobs, but sure. if they have a commitment to the run and the Chargers really can't stop the run, that does two things. That gets the Raiders offense going. That also keeps Justin Herbert on the sideline. Right. And that's yeah. something that the Raiders need to do. They need to help out their defense by keeping Justin Herbert off on the side of the, the field. That means he can't score touchdowns. He can't throw touchdown passes. He can't hurt you if he's on the sidelines. So it's got to be a big time commitment to the run game. And so I'm very interested to see if Josh Jacobs could set the tone uh, for the running backs. If it was Amir White, who's the fourth round pick out of Georgia, if he can come in and get a little bit of, you know, spell him a little bit just to keep him fresh as possible. That's kind of how I think the, the rotation is going to go. It's going to go Jacobs and then Zamir White to, attempts to keep, uh, to keep Jacobs healthy and, and, and to keep him fresh. And if they can do that, I feel good about their chances just because yeah. once that, you know, the Chargers have to really, you know, load up the box to try to slow down, Josh Jacobs or whoever's running the ball, that's when Devontae Adams has an opportunity to eat. And I think that's how the Raiders are going to try to play this thing out. Yeah, and I think, you know, this game more than most, the game flow is super important. Um, like I talked about before, I mean, Josh Jacobs only had 10 carries in the first time right. these two can't teams get behind early. Can't get behind early. 100% for them. And for the Chargers, you can't let the Raiders kind of capitalize on you still trying to figure it out because the last few weeks have been, you know, polarizing for the Chargers offense. You had, you went up against two good teams, the 49ers and the Chiefs. You got opening drive touchdowns of 32 and 50 in those two games. Like it was the perfect script. They got the big play. They got the first quarter touchdown. Then last week you come out and you go empty the first three drives, right? Just three yeah. straight drives you've given away. And now the other team has a chance to put you in an early hole. The Chargers before the last two games had had four games where they got into a double-digit deficit, not in the game, in the first quarter. Right, <laughs> That's right, how right. bad it was they were at starting the game fast. With Keenan Allen back, it's been better. But one thing we have seen with this Chargers offense is the offensive coordinator, especially when he's missing a lot of pieces, he goes super conservative and wants to see kind of how everyone's playing out, right? Like how the guys who are the new guys in are playing. So like, hey, we're going to go super conservative and see how our undrafted free agent right tackle is holding up before we decide to kind of pull out the more creative things. If the Raiders can capitalize on that, it's going to be really hard for the Chargers. This is not a team they want to get behind. And that's why game flow is so important in this one. Because if the Chargers get behind, they're playing right into the Raiders game plan. If the Chargers can get up in front, now Josh Jacobs gets less carries, right? right? That's just how games go. Yep. Like, he'll just get less carries like that. And also, the Chargers will, you know, it's not as important that the Chargers defense gives up 20, you know, eight points a game. Like, you're you, you you're building that into the beginning. If you get behind and you know your defense isn't going to be able to get stops at the end of the game, that's just a terrible place to be. So, like, who gets up early in this game is going to probably have a lot to do with who wins it as well. Absolutely. Not to mention the other thing that I want to point out is the turnovers, man. The Raiders uh, threw two early interceptions. Derek Carr had two early interceptions last week against Seattle. 
Uh, you can't give Justin Herbert a short field. You can't give Austin yeah. Eckler a short field. You can't give Palmer a short field. You know what I mean? Like you just can't, you can't give that. that banged up offense a short field, right? Make right. him earn exactly. it. Yeah, because it gets, that that helps jumpstart him, right? It's like yeah. putting jumper cables on a dead battery, right? I mean, look, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna give a little juice to it, then it can go. And so, yeah, the the turnovers, the Raiders have to do a really good job of protecting the ball. Normally, Derek Carr does, but you remember the first game against yeah. the Chargers. You know there was turnovers in that game. You can't have turnovers like that. You've got to be able to protect the ball. Uh, that was a big uh, issue that was in that first game against the Chargers. If he doesn't turn the ball over as many times as he turns the ball over, hell, the Raiders might win that game, right? <laughs> but he gave the Chargers the ball on a short field. You can't do that. Cannot do it on Sunday. You know, the Raiders, I, I, look, I know their record's not very good, but I'll tell you straight up what their goal has got to be is try to catch the Chargers, right? I mean, the Chargers are right there in front of them. The Chargers are in second place in the AFC West. They're not going to catch the Chiefs. Nobody's catching the Chiefs, in my no. opinion. But the Chargers, if they go on a little bit of a streak and maybe the Chargers don't win a couple games, who knows what how it all shakes out. So that's got to be the Raiders' motivation for the rest of the season. As it's evaluation season, they're seeing the young guys. They're also trying to put everything together, see if it gels. The goal that they could have in front of them to kind of get them hyped up and going at each and every game, try to catch those guys in front of them. Right. Yeah. Try to catch the Chargers. I mean, that's again, not Pop saying that there's momentum gonna going into next year. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. But it gives you a little firepower, it gives you something to get it fired up about and excited about. And so, you know, sometimes you have to have a little dangling carrot in front of you. And I think that that's uh, perfectly what the perfectly you know suited for the Raiders and what they need. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I've talked to some dudes about it before, but like when you get to sit in the off season with something, you don't want to sit with a bad taste in your mouth. That's for right. sure. You don't want to, to sit in a place where you're feeling like, well, what's the point of me even coming back to this place? It's not getting fixed in a year. Right. When you have that good end to the season, I think it does mean a lot to these players and they can really kind of buy into, Hey, we got something going a little bit there. There is stuff we can work with here. And that is kind of my question about the Raiders at this point. Like, cause I mean, they're at seven losses, right? Yeah. That's what the Chargers are trying to hold off from the most, because I yeah. think you have to get 10 wins to make the playoffs here theoretically speaking, right, the Raiders could still win out. They could right. still make it. So is that kind of the incentive for this game? I mean, when they're trying to find reason to buy in, they haven't needed it the last two weeks and overtime wins, obviously. But is Or is it more like, let's see what we have with this new coaching staff and Josh McDaniels, right? Or is it just, yeah. you know, playing, hey, let's spoil this for the Chargers. Let's go catch the Chargers, right? Let's knock them out of the playoffs another season. Yeah, you know, I think it's a it's a combination of a few different things. One, it's just a game by game approach and yeah. and proving to themselves that they can get it done. You know, proving to themselves that yeah, what we're being coached up to do is the right thing. And okay, we can win under a Josh McDaniels as the head coach because look, Coach McDaniels has a lot to prove as well. We know the last time out he didn't do well in Denver and obviously didn't start out very well with the Raiders. So he's got a lot to prove. Uh, the players are proving a lot to themselves. They're playing for next year as well. They're playing for this year, but they're playing for you know evaluation who's going to be the players that the team moves forward with and yeah. and then also like i said man the silver lining is if you can catch the chargers regardless of what happens but if you could just catch them no. say you don't you know you, you don't go on that kind of run that gets you into the playoffs but for some reason you happen to knock the chargers out which is your your division opponent that's your you know one of your biggest rivals that's i mean that's again that's not moral victories it's not you know everyone gets a ribbon and everything but it's a kind of little bit of a feather in the cap like hey sure. you know what started the season off terrible finish the season off strong. So I think that there's a few different things that are motivating these guys moving forward. Yeah, and I mean, I do think that, like, this game does mean more to these players. Like, they, they do feel the kind of weight of this rivalry. This is a real rivalry that's gone yeah. on for a long, long time. And even in the Chargers' worst seasons, because I've covered some really bad seasons, 
you always felt good after beating the Raiders, right? It's like, hey, I don't know if we're going to be good this year, but if the only two right. wins are against the Raiders, we'll take that, right? Like that, I've literally seen that come out of Chargers fans' mouths. So I don't think the Raiders are going to catch Chargers, but that doesn't mean I don't feel good or that I feel good at all about this game. Like I think this is going to be a tight game. And whatever I think, you know, if if the Raiders' defense, which has obviously struggled, can use this game to find a way to slow down the Chargers offense, who is obviously super banged up, they can feel better about themselves, right, as an improving unit. And for the Chargers, hey, if you can't get enough out of your offense to go up against this defense and be able to keep up with the Raiders offense, you're not going to win it, right? And I mean, that's why just going into this one, I don't know even who I'm going to pick to win this game tomorrow. But thank you guys so much for checking out Crossover Thursday. As always, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Chargers podcast and the Locked On Raiders podcast available on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from for free every single day you can find me on twitter at dan talk sports you can always find your boy q on twitter at your boy q254 on twitter as well make sure you're checking out the friday shows for both shows and thank you guys again for always checking out the show and making it always more important to us especially with everyone out there saying how much you've listened to us the spotify rap to shout out to everyone who's tagging us and all that stuff it's crazy to see you know how much you guys listen to this show and how much a part of your everyday life that we're supposed to be so thank you guys for making us your first listen today if you need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. They're doing a ton of fun stuff over there. Really a original sports show where they're doing the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. So that's going to wrap things up for Crossover Thursday this week. It's going to be a fun one, Cube. I can't wait to see how it goes down, man. When these two teams get together, I mean, it's always a close game. It's always fireworks. Hopefully Justin Herbert and the Chargers can find a way to kind of overcome all the stuff they're dealing with to get a big win. But make sure you're checking out both Friday shows, and we'll talk to you guys then.